You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hi, everyone. Welcome to your superpowered mind. I'm your host, Kristen Maxwell, and I am so excited you're here. In this podcast, we are going to give you tools and strategies you can use right away to master your mind, connect to your personal power, and transform yourself and your world. My guest today is Abby Rohr, and we are going to be talking about accessing personal power. Abby is a gifted master anxiety healer and coach with over two decades experience. She helps individual and Individuals neutralize fear, worry, anxiety, and stress. She's the author of three books and the creator of six programs that help women resolve anxiety and the negative habits that interfere with their confidence and success in life and business. I'm so happy to share Abby and her wisdom with you today. She has this ability to, to listen to what you are saying, and to really get to the base of what is going on with you. It's an amazing gift. Abby, welcome to your superpowered mind. Thanks, Kristen. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Thanks for having me. No, it's great. It's our pleasure. And my first question on the podcast is always, what superpower did you discover as the result of mastering your mind? Well, I guess the superpower that I discovered was my own truth. And in fact, I would say that it has helped me to master my mind as opposed to coming first. It has really been the result. Uh, mastering my mind has been the result of, of finding the way to face my truth. Wow. So, that's, so this is the process you followed or one of the, the tools that actually helped you. Can you tell us, what do you mean by um, facing your truth? I mean, getting real with yourself, uh, with oneself about how you really feel, what's really going on with you, um, as opposed to, uh, you know, really being swayed too much by outside voices and outside opinions. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm raising three teenage daughters myself, and this would be a very good skill <laughs> for them to learn. So can you tell the listeners, how, how did it come about that you started to um, looking at your truth and realizing that that's what you needed to do? Yeah, well, uh, in a way, I kind of fell into it. But basically, I you know, my, I found this in the mid 90s in 1994. And I was somebody who was, even though I had a professional corporate career in those days, I was racked with uh, self doubt, and, you know, feelings of not being enough and a lot of anxiety. So anxiety was always this, um, this foundation in my life and had been since I was a child. And I spent 
many years in that uh, prior to 1994, looking for outside answers for my inner pain. And I was even struggling at that time with a probably it was 26 year compulsive behavior, and that was compulsive hair pulling. And so in, you know, in the process of trying to, you know, basically just trying to find a way to survive in my life and in my body and be, you know, find a place of peace and calm. I happened to one into a way to face my own truth. And, uh, and that happened when I came face to face with a question, which was, and the question was, did I really, really want to end my compulsive behavior? I, um, <laughs> I was telling myself, back then that I really wanted to because I was so ashamed of it. And of course, it, you know, it wasn't, quote, normal. And so, you know, if the world thought I should want to end it, then I should want to end it. Uh, what happened that one day is that uh, a voice in my head, my some, some, I think, wise part of me said, are you sure that you want to end it? And all of a sudden, my truth just showed up in me. And I said, No, I don't think that I re really do. I think and then of course, I, I, the next question arose, which is, well, what are you getting out of it? What's the benefit of it? And in this process of these questions, I found a way to get real with myself. And I stopped being afraid to listen to myself. And I began more and more to find, um, you know, to follow a process that helped me to always look to myself first, then to look outside into the, you know, to the world for answers to what was going on for me internally. Wow, that's powerful. So, because it's, it sounds... Um maybe walk us through a little bit more about how recognizing that you really didn't want to at, at some level and your hair pulling, how that ended up really helping you to, to transform, you know, how you live your life and actually ultimately end up um, stopping that behavior. Yeah. So that was, Hmm. Um, that was really the beginning of, of the actual healing of my hair pulling. You know, compulsive behaviors are, they're not medically curable. Um, there, there is no like med known medical cure for, for compulsive behaviors like the one I struggled with. And what happened was that as I began, came honest with myself about not wanting to end it and acknowledging that there was some kind of benefit for me in it, I then began to do a couple of things. The first thing was, um, and I don't know how I knew to do this, since my truth had just shown up, and since I recognized that all those years I had been trying to make myself stop this deviant behavior, um, I, 
So two things happened. One was that I had to recognize that for some reason, need it. And I discovered that underneath it were volumes and volumes and what I call storehouses of anxiety that I was carrying. And this compulsive behavior helped me to distract myself. It helped me to be alone. I only ever did this in private. It helped me to take space for myself. It helped me to be alone without having to acknowledge that I was alone or face that I was alone. Um, So that was one thing. The second thing was that, so the second thing was that, and again, I don't know how I knew to do this, but once I identified what my truth was, then I let myself have it with compassion and without beating myself up. In other words, I just said, okay, this is the way that I feel. I'm not going to resist it because I've spent all these years resisting my own truth. So in the letting myself have, not wanting to end it, I actually ultimately found a way to end it, if that makes sense to you. It does. That is is really recognizing what you were getting from it was able to for you then to say, okay, now I'm going to figure out other ways to get what I need. And yes than hiding it. And you know what? I want to go um, to explore, you know, how, how facing your truth has allowed you to um, change, you know, a lot of things in your life. But we're going to take a break first. Before we go, can you tell people where they can go to find out more about you? Sure. They can go to my website, word.com. And that's spelled A-B-B-Y-R-O-H-R-E-R.com. Great. Thanks, Abby. When we come back, we are going to talk to Abby more about how facing your truth can help you to access your own personal power. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Your Superpowered Mind, and we are talking to Abby Rohr. And Abby, I want to use this part of the show to get a little bit more of an understanding about how um, facing the truth about your anxiety and your compulsive behavior, how has your life changed as a result of facing that truth? Well, Kristen, my life has changed in so many ways. It's, it's, (laughs) it's almost changed um, so much that 
it is very different from how it was back then. Well, first of all, I no longer pull my hair out compulsively. I, um, I have a different career, you know, from the experience, the healing that came from all of this, a, um, a body of work poured out of me. And I was able to um, actually move forward and help other people with anxiety and self-doubt and compulsion. Um, so that, you know, that became my career. And partway along the way, um, in the last 15 years, I guess about eight or nine years ago, a second part or um, uh, maybe call it an upgrade to that work, the original self-help based, um, sometime about nine years ago, I was intuitively shown a way to do energy healing to help people with anxiety. So that changed my work even more. And, um, you know, in becoming an energy healer with my own uh, method, uh, my relationships are completely, completely and totally different from and better from how they used to be. Um, I used to be very, I used to go into the world and I was very armored. I was super vigilant. I um, was always looking for, um, you know, who was going to hurt me. Um, I took everything personally. I was really like painfully sensitive and I obsessed a lot of the time. So I used to get myself into obsessive loops. Um, you know, those times when, um, you know, you, you, you know, you just find your mind circling over and over and a, uh, around a certain issue that doesn't seem to be solvable. Uh, so I have found my way out of have, and I've taught people um, all over the world. I've taught other people how to end hair pulling. I have taught other people how to heal themselves of their own anxiety. So uh, my, you know, my family relations are much improved. I mean, so much has changed. It's amazing. Yes, that's, that sounds pretty much like your entire world has changed. And, I, you know, again, I find it striking that learning sometimes the hardship that we face is leads us to how we are to help other people or how we're to show up and what our purpose is in this world. And it very much has for you, it sounds like. And you've, how long have you been um, cured of hair pulling now? Uh, over 24 years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Almost as long as I spent doing it. <laughs> yes, that's great. Well, so for the listeners out there who might really not be in the habit of um, looking inside themselves or, or don't even know how to get started, maybe there's some anxiety that they're facing or um, behaviors or habits in themselves that they don't like, what would you recommend that they do to start um, looking at their own truth? Um, I would recommend a few, uh, well, let's start with this. I would recommend that first and foremost, that they make a decision 
to get honest with themselves. This comes from a decision. You know, you can get there this way. Um, instead of struggling to try to make yourself do it to, you know, all these things we try to do um, or to create a habit, you know, um, you know, by making yourself do it for 30 days, I recommend that you just make a decision because you're convinced that facing your own truth is really the you know, one of the fastest ways to empower yourself, to reduce your self-doubt, and, and to lessen your internal pain. So that's number one. And number two, um, what you can do is you can start to use the amazing um, process of um, Julia Cameron's morning pages, which she wrote about in uh, the Artist's Way book, um, I don't remember what year, but it was it's it's a while back, so you'll be able to find a copy of that. And so I really recommend that you do that process. And with one additional um, guideline, and that is that as soon as you finish these pages, as soon as you finish this journaling technique, um, and you should do it every day. As soon as you finish writing, you tear up your pages. And what that does is it keeps you from rereading them and judging yourself based on what you've, what you've written. So it stops you from judging yourself. And that automatically will increase your level of self-compassion. And the second thing it does is it gives you a totally, totally safe space to say anything and everything that you have never been willing to kind of voice before. Um, because in tearing up the pages, you completely save yourself the risk of anybody else picking up your pages and reading them. So the, you know, the two places we get judged the most, right, are our own minds, right? And also other people come in and um, sometimes take the information that they know about us and to judge us or we feel that they are judging us. So right. that tearing up the pages is super important. Right. It just increases the safety, the feeling of safety and in saying stuff that you have never said to yourself before, perhaps. And do you have any guidance for people about what what should they write about? Or is there any um, you know any question to answer or is it just free flow writing? It really is free flow writing, um, completely stream of consciousness and not stopping until you get to the end of the three pages. And um, so one of the things that she recommends is that you basically, if you run out of something to say, you write, I can't think of anything to say, or my mind is blank until you either think of something or your three pages are up. Um, there is a question, I think, um, you might you might go into this with, but really it's best to go in free form. But there is a question that I recommend that people, aside from the journaling, ask themselves on a regular basis, and that is, what is real for me, independent of what everybody else thinks, what they say, what they believe, or what they feel? What's really real for me? You know, and I think this question is more important today than at any time before in the history of the world. 
Um, because what we're, you know, what we're seeing is that we're really getting a glimpse these days of, of the bullying that not only goes on between we're seeing play out like in social media, et cetera, is really just kind of a, a window into what we're doing inside our own heads so much of the time. So what I discovered in my own head was a very big fat bull bully that was, um, I once drew a picture of this. Um, some part of me had a big baseball bat that I was kind of beating <laughs> myself over the head with. And what, when you start to listen to yourself, that bullying voice sometimes either dumps itself on the paper or you start to just get a, you know, kind of get a window into how mind works and what's going on in there. And it just allows listening to yourself, just allows more compassion to surface. Right. Wow. That's, uh, I know that it is very true that when you start uh, really paying attention to what's going on in your mind, at least in my case and in many of my clients, it's very negative, the things that you are saying to yourself or the things you're believing. You might say that something's true, and then the next second, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that that's what I think. So I love that um, the reminder to, to be non-judgmental as we start really looking at our truths. That's really very powerful. Right. And let me just add one other thing. Sometimes when people start the journaling process, um, they find that, you know, a, a voice like this, like a, a bullying part of them might want to speak, um, or they might find an angry part. If they continue and don't give up, over time, that those parts of you might play out. They might just run out of energy. So it's just, this is such a great way to just acknowledge it and allow it and just let the energy of it kind of basically spend itself so that you can find out and discover what's real for you underneath all that. That's right. So the fact that you have this voice that has yearnings you haven't acknowledged and maybe also this voice that's very angry. Mm -hmm. and very insecure, and really getting to know what is going on in your mind. Yeah, that's very powerful. So tell us, how, how do you help people now get rid of their, their own, you know, anxiety and self-doubt? What do you do with your own patients or clients? I guess it's not patients, they're clients. Right, they're clients. Um, I'm not a doctor or, or a therapist. I I'm a healer and a teacher, and what I do is I help people either by doing healing for them or teaching them how to use my method, my process. What I help them to do is to literally drain the energy of these storehouses of anxiety and self-doubt and um, um, and even emotions, guilt, shame, whatever, that they are, um, the stuff is literally like stacked up inside of us, like 
um, suitcases, you know, filled with all of these things, I help them to drain out this energy. And it is uh, an amazing thing, Kristen, because when, when that stuff is neutralized and drained out, people can, for the first time, stand being in their bodies. Um, I, the reason I pulled my hair out for all those years in, to a large extent was because I couldn't, and I had no consciousness about this, but being in my body, it didn't feel like a safe space for me. So instead, I distracted myself. I, you know, I numbed myself. I did all this hair pulling in order to be somewhere without having to like face what was going on in my body. And nervous system is calm. I find that being in my body is a safe place. And, and when anxiety kicks up, which it does occasionally, I have the tools, whether it's, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning or 3 a.m., I have the tools to like lickety split, um, drain that stuff out and go back to total peace. And that's what I help people do. And, and once you do this, what you can do is, so, so my clients can now um, get to inner peace, get to inner peace of mind and body around whatever anxious or self-doubting place they've been struggling with, whether it be in a relationship, whether it be in a, their career, their business, um, around money, whatever, that once this stuff has calmed down and you're at peace, you can actually step forward with ease and confidence to pursue your dreams in any area of life and show up as if it's a new day, a new moment dragging your fears about what could happen or what's happened in the past into this, um, you know, highly productive moment. So it just makes, it makes pursuing your dreams so much easier and, um, and, and even faster. That's amazing. Well, we are uh, running, getting close to the end of our time. I've really enjoyed speaking to you today. Can you tell people, remind people again, where they can find more information about you and your your healing processes for anxiety and self-doubt? Sure. Uh, they can find more information on my website at abbyroar.com. That's A-B-B-Y-R-O-H-R-E-R.com. Or they can email me at Abby at abbyroar.com. Thank you. And so I like to sort of summarize, uh, if I can, the tool or the technique that you're recommending. And so what I've heard Abby say is that what we want to do is make a habit of journaling, really free form journaling with often asking ourselves the question, you know, what is real for me in this moment? Not what's other people is, is, are expecting of me or I expect that they are expecting of me, but what is really true for me? What does my heart want? And really letting those parts of our self speak without judgment. So thank you so much for coming and listening and until next time, 
go out and remember that you do hold the power to change and transform your world. Thank you. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 